Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Horn with my guys Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod, and we are going to be talking about this week in the NFL and some crazy stuff every week. Crazy things happen in the NFL. Um, in all honesty, uh, who would have thought that, you know, games like the Lions defeating the Green Bay Packers, uh, mm, watching, yeah. you know, that 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 was a wild game. The Jets beat the Bills, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought of that this time last year? That That just wasn't something that could possibly drop in your mind. Uh, last night, the Ravens just made the Saints look incompetent. And and Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night football became Patrick Mahomes uh, when he absolutely needed to and and kind of wore out that, that overtime win against the Tennessee Titans. I just want to say basketball is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline as your continued source for all sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Gerard, what was the biggest story from this past week that you would like to talk about? Uh, I think the biggest story just overall, man, I think it's some bad football been playing right now in the, the NFL. Um, when you watch these games, like, like for instance, you watch Tampa play, you know, the other night, it was just, it just looked bad. Like almost when I say bad, it just don't look like guys are executing at the level, uh, at the high level that, that we are accustomed to seeing. And I'm specifically talking about offenses. Uh, when you look around the league, it's a lot of low-scoring type games, and I don't remember the last time uh, that I can remember a season like this to where every week it's, you know, 17-9, uh, 20-14 type games. And, uh, and I don't know if the defenses around the league are just getting better, and maybe that's what it is. Um, but I think the biggest shocker to me over these past weeks of games was – uh, I was going to go with Tampa, but I, I think it was that Jets uh, beating the Bills and the way that they beat the Bills. Um, I think right now we need to put a little bit more respect when it comes to, you know, the Jets football team. Their defense are playing lights out this year. Offense been kind of up and down. Elijah Moore not getting the ball. Um, the quarterback, you know, one week he looks bad, the next week he looks good. A lot, you could tell they got a lot of young guys in some prominent positions that don't know nothing else but just playing football. Um, but to see those guys go out there after the the last season and what people was kind of predicting the Jets to be, and now they're a problem to deal with, I think they might be the biggest story, you know, in football just as far as just the turnaround. Uh, so salute to the head coach. And uh, the things that they got going, but the Jets, man, going forward, look like they got something, you know, something special might be brewing. 
absolutely. Rodney, what's your biggest? Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, I go back to that game as well. Just looking, didn't obviously catch the game, but saw highlights and was very shocked to see uh, who ended out uh, coming out with that victory. And you got to tip your hat to the New York Jets, man. Like you said, that defense, two interceptions. I think they held Josh Allen to maybe like 64 uh, the yep. QB rating, and uh, I mean that's you don't see that too often, and you haven't. That offense has been lights out this year, yep. very hard to stop, and a division opponent coming up big. Uh, and that division, man, it it you know you have you have Miami. I think they're six and three. You have uh, now the Jets six and three. Buffalo, uh, what yeah. six and two? Two, yeah. And then Patriots. You know, clearly we just played them. We helped them get a get another <laughs> win as, as they start to now trend in the right direction as well, four and four. So it, it's going to come down to the wire, I think, when you look at that that AFC uh, East division. But I don't know who's going who's going to yeah. the way to raise that flag at the end right now. The way it's looking, it's very competitive, and, and I mean that's what you want to see. And you mm-hmm. got to tip your hat to to the to the coach, man, and, and shifting and changing that culture. Some new additions, some young guys stepping up, free agency signings, man, are, are big. And they're playing right now, and they're playing confident ball. Absolutely. And you you just talking about it earlier, Gerard, about what's going on with the offenses. I mean, you just had the last two Super Bowl winners uh, duke it out, and 29 points was scored the entire game, right? I man. Mean, wow. Yeah, and, and watching that game, like just watching the ending of it, it didn't even seem like Sean McVay was confident in his offense. And we're we're used to seeing Sean McVay as like the the leader of the new generation of offensive coaches in the league. That's how they kind of labeled Sean McVay when he was coming up or whatnot. And then you you're you're on the road, got the ball in your hands to seal it. And it was almost like, ah, we'll just let our defense go out there and and get the victory, forgetting that Tom Brady is on the other side. But then you flip to the other side, and Tom Brady looked awful the entire game until that last last drive of the game. And and like I say, winning cures everything. So Tom Brady looks awful that entire game and end up winning it. And the first thing the media says is, oh, he looked 10 years younger. I'm like, no, he didn't. He looked 10 years older that entire game because I'm telling you, it was just some, I don't know, watching that game, I was like, man, we got Matt Stafford who looks like, you know, he's uncomfortable right now. You got Tom on the other side. He looks frustrated, uncomfortable, cussing everybody out on the sideline, throwing stuff, you know, and all that type, those type of things. And it's just like, man, it's the – NFL young younger generation is starting to shift to, to push the older guys out or whatever the case may be because uh you look like I say you look across the league man and everybody that has an older style quarterback offense is struggling right now. Hey, I got a, I got a question. So like how do you feel because going back to this this Rams game, I saw uh, a a quote I guess that or tweet that Ramsey had put out talking about the defense should not have had to go back on the field. (laughs) Simple, he said, after the loss, we shouldn't come to the sideline after a big stop. And our coaches tell us we need y'all again. Defense as a defensive (laughs) player, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how do you feel about you know I'm saying his his comments right there? Well, Jalen's always been outspoken. Everybody knows that Jalen's been outspoken his whole career. Um but now, Rodney, you you can attest to this. Though, though, that type of conversation you might have on the sideline with somebody, like, man, what the hell's 
Yeah, nah, for sure. <laughs> or whatnot, like why we got to go, like what happened? Because, you know, you'll come off the field, Lawrence, and like you're, you're with your coaches, you're going over stuff, and then all of a sudden you hear, hey, defense, defense, we need you. And you're looking like, man, what the hell happened? We just got off the field during a two-minute drive and gave our offense the ball. But I don't like Jalen speaking out like that to the media because when you do walk back in that locker room, you know, if you got the right guys in that locker room, somebody's going to check them or somebody's going to, you know, ask about it. Or you might have to have a, a players-only style meeting just to discuss to get, you know, some feelings off your chest. But it's – I hate that he did do that. But with his resume, Super Bowl champs, like you got a veteran team and all that, maybe he's doing it to, to the spark of fire because, you know, they haven't been playing well as a team this year. And maybe he's trying to do it to get people fired up to play better. But I do believe he's right. Like after a big, big stop like that on the road and you were in a two minute situation, you thinking that you got the ball back to your offense game is over. And, uh, and you know, offense don't get the job done. You go back you, – now you got to go back out on the field. But as a defensive player, you know, you, you got to go back out there and do your job at the end of the day. It's not like that he got back on the field and had a short field or whatever the case may be. You know, they had to drive the ball, like, what, 80 yards, 75 yeah. yards to even get in position. And, uh, and the only thing they were doing was throwing, you know, deep, you know, curls. Yeah, and, and outs and, and end, deep outs, yeah. Yeah, and they so were... I, I – I do believe when the defense got back on the field, they didn't have the right mentality, you know, to go out there and stop. And that's that's ultimately the reason why they lost. They went out there with a, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but a soft mentality, uh, thinking that the game was over. And the game's never over, like Rodney said, until that clock hits zero. That's what I feel like. I, I really think it's just a mindset for me as a defensive player like, yeah, we know how it goes as, yeah. as fans. Like, you, you definitely feel some type of way, like, all right, like, we got this. But at the end of the day, man, you got to do your job. To, you got to do your job. You have to shift that mindset, go back out there and get the job done. And you can't deflect and put it on the offense, you know, and, and now at the end of the game when you didn't necessarily get it done. Yeah. Like, you got to you gotta accept that and say, look, yeah, we're not necessarily the offensive old right now. And, yep. and I think that's what they're accustomed to. They're used to Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, you know, saving the day at times. And that margin of error, that 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 time is is not now. And and right now they're asking on the big dogs across the way, uh, such as Ramsey, AD, and the rest yeah. of the crew to man hold it down. I mean, you know how it works. Sometimes offense have great days. Sometimes it's a defensive. Yeah. Uh, type of day. So it might be a special teams, but whoever number is called, you got to step up and yeah. you got to go ahead and, and get the job done. So I didn't like how he just deflected uh, and didn't take the onus and put it on us as a defense. Like we have to, the the opportunity to win the game was in our hands. It, it was our time to shine. And we, you know, they failed to do that. Man, yeah, I can't, I, I can't, I can't stand when a, a, a player, I mean, when players throw other players, especially your own teammates, under the bus, I, I, I think that's that's awful. I mean, literally every Colts defender in the game yesterday against the Patriots could have just thrown a fit after the block punt, and they have to go out there on the three-damn-yard line and defend a three-yard drive for a touchdown. I mean, that's a situation. But, 
you don't see any Colts players out there going, nah, man, our special teams and offense just didn't get it done and put us put put us on the on the ropes here. This is you don't do that. You just don't do that. Not not to your own guys. That destroys the locker room, the uh, the the morale. Your yeah. morale, you know, as a unit, as 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 a team, you know, and I mean, yeah. look, I've never played in the NFL, but I I played football, you know, I played plenty of team sports, and I you got to support your guys even if they're not having a good day because guess what, you don't have a good day every day either. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, especially in the public setting. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to keep it tight. You got to keep it tight, man. Yeah, I didn't like him doing it, but it might he might have did it intentionally to set a fire. Like I said, they they've been underperforming, man. You know, mm-hmm. all year, and maybe mm-hmm. he did it, you know, to kind of set a fire. Maybe they needed, uh, you know, some of these conversations to be had and for yeah. people to get some stuff off their chest. And uh, they're probably having a team meeting today about it or whatnot. But yeah. you just never know what something like that might affect a team going forward, though. Yeah, absolutely. Ram- Ramsey's definitely a disruptor. You know, he, yeah. he has a, <laughs> it may have been strategic. Yeah, was, on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we talked about low scoring games uh, this week and uh, you know, all year, really. Right. I mean, Green Bay Lions, another one of those games that, you know, was incredibly low scoring. The Lions have had a good offense all year. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers known for having good offense. But this year, you know, obviously something's wrong, but 24 points scored in that game. You know, uh, you got all these games with really low scoring. Do you put it as defensive players, both of you guys, what are your thoughts on the offense going from the last few years having really high games to this year just going, what's going on with the scoring? Is it is that pride in defense or do you think this is more of an offensive issue uh, throughout the league? Uh, well, me personally, I mean, all the rules are set up for the offense. I mean, I, I want to say that the def- the defenses across the league are just playing great ball. But, I mean, Rodney will tell you, it's hard to play defense in the NFL. You can't do nothing. Like, you can't touch guys. You can't – like, everything is set up for the offense. I honestly think it's just bad execution by offenses all across the board. I mean, when you watch Green Bay play – We've never seen Aaron Rodgers make some of the mistakes that he's making, you know, some of the throws that he's making. We're talking about Detroit being a 32-ranked defense in the league. Like, normally that's a field day for Aaron Rodgers, and he'd go out there and throws three red zone interceptions. First time he ever did something like that in his career, they said. Wow. You know, and then you, you know, watch Tampa. We've never seen Tom, you know, struggle like this. And we're talking about teams – well, besides Green Bay, we're talking about Tom, who has weapons. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, like, you know, Leonard Fournette. You know, we're not talking about teams that, you know, don't necessarily got weapons. Uh, so I just think it's more so of execution, uh, you know, on, on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, maybe, you know, defenses across the league is just, you know, playing good ball. And, you know, I love it. I love the close scoring games because it, it shows you – exactly who you are as a team you know when you're in these tight-knit games and you know it it forces certain guys have to step up to the plate and either make a play or not make a play for their team so I enjoy watching you know the low scoring games because uh you know the the mistakes become very visible uh when it when it's like that but um I, I don't know man I don't know what it is but normally when we we have situations like this Lawrence to where it's just low scoring all year, expect some rules to be changed again 
in the offseason at those coaches meetings for sure <laughs> that does seem to be the trend <laughs> i would say like when things don't work in favor of the offense boy they're quick to <laughs> throw in a, a new rule like, like hey uh we can't sack the quarterback no more can't tell like they'll they'll do something to make after, it to where the offense is going to have to score points <laughs> after the elbow injury to josh allen i expect that you can't touch the quarterback when his Listen, arm is oh, in motion man. Lawrence, oh, Lawrence, when I saw that happen, I said they are probably going to do something about that yep. as far as if a quarterback is in a throwing motion, mm -hmm. you can't swipe at his arm or you can't do something. I, I'll bet you this offseason that'd be talked about for sure. Don't let Josh Allen miss a couple games because right. his elbow is sore. Oh, yeah, my right. gosh. They, yeah, they, they already got they already got their T-shirts made uh, the already. They can't take it back. They didn't invest it too no much. Question. Wow. So the Indianapolis Colts are the team. They they, they, they fired their head coach this uh, just, just yesterday. We got a lot of teams out there that are not performing uh, to expectations this season. Who do we think might be the next person on the chopping block in the NFL? Uh, I got two guys. Two I was about names. to say, I got two. I got two. I got two names. Um, now, Rodney, you're you're welcome to, to, to throw your opinion in here if you want to. But <laughs> <laughs> all, all, I, all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, a team who is surprisingly underperforming is a team that we're playing this week and mm -hmm. to be honest and you can say the same thing for us as well right and this is going to be a big game for both teams to figure out you know how to uh either one of us get back on track so this is a huge game uh with a lot of implications and 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 gives keeps another team alive pretty much right at at their hopes at a, at a chance at the playoffs so it's a it's a big game, not only because it's the next one, but because of how the season's gone for for the both of us. But I I am very surprised every week when I look at the Raiders and see the talent that they have. Looking at film, obviously, like they're they're a talented offense, and you know it, it's it's mind blowing to me that you know their record is the way it is. Uh, but uh, you can't necessarily look at the record, faceless opponent. You just have to go in there and and treat them as such um, and understand they have the capabilities to win games. They have the time to do so uh, and demand our respect regardless of, of record. So it's going to be a great challenge, but yeah, I, I would say the Raiders, you know, McDaniels, that is a surprise with uh, the caliber players they yeah. have. <laughs> Rodney, who are your, who, who are your teams uh, you think oh. might be looking at some changes soon? I was going to say Josh McDaniels, I think, definitely, you know, got some eyes on him as far as in the front office management. And uh, still a lot of football to be played, but, you know, they haven't lived up to their expectations at all. And uh, my second one, I think Cliff Kingsbury. I think think that him and Arizona, Kyler Murray, Steve Kahn, that whole regime – Mm -hmm. It 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 might it might have you know played itself out you know just off of not necessarily not meeting the expectations just off of everything that's been going on with the Cardinals and you know like this past week we saw Kyler and you know D Hop arguing on the sideline it seemed like every week is something mm -hmm. going on in that manner the week before with the Vikings I think everybody saw Patrick Peterson 
you know, voice his displeasure about the Cardinals and how his situation was handled uh, and over there and everything. So um, I, I think those are the two coaches that's kind of, you know, got some eyes on. And, and uh, if things don't happen uh, in their favor as far as, you know, team winning games and, you know, making a big push towards the end of the year, uh, might not happen during the season, but I think in the offseason, you know, definitely could be the two coaches that lose their job. See, me, um, I agree with the McDaniels thing. Everybody's talked about the Raiders here on the show, so that, that's got to say something. But at the same time, I can't remember if it was the owner or the GM that what uh, just earlier in the week said uh, that, you know, his, his uh, McDaniels' his job's not on the line. But we've heard that from owners and GMs before, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, so and uh, yeah, he is a first year head coach, so yeah, there's yeah. some grace there, uh, a little bit for sure. But it has some unfortunate situations with his team, too, this past yeah. offseason, you know, with some key players. Yeah. So, well, what about LaFleur? What's what, uh, do you think that LaFleur might have a, a little bit of a you know, looking over his shoulder with the way uh, Green Bay has been looking, or 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 is everybody I, you know. I think you get rid of Aaron Rodgers before you get rid of LaFleur. Okay. That, that's just my take. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers has been the key to their, their success, you know, since he's been the, at the helm of the quarterback position. Um, but when you look at that team and, you know, and the situations that Aaron and kind of, I guess, put them in the past, you know, two off seasons or whatnot, um, I think I think Matt LaFleur has done a good job with, with what he could possibly do. You know, you look at his record as a head coach, it's phenomenal. Uh, and this is the first year they've kind of had a, you know, a bad year or whatnot. But I, I think, you know, with Aaron Rodgers kind of voicing his opinion in the offseason about him wanting out and, you know, all those things, I think you lose Aaron Rodgers before you lose the head coach over there. Okay. Well, that will be it for this episode of Believe in Colts going over uh, this past week in the NFL. And uh, guys, don't forget, smash that like button. And subscribe on YouTube, download uh, wherever you're listening to your audio podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, check out Rodney McLeod, Gerard Powers, and myself on social media. Give us a follow. And until next time, this is Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.